Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics here on Christmas Eve Eve. And Chris, really? are you are you one of those people that say that Christmas Eve Eve? I do it when I feel like being dumb. So every, before you say all the time, <laughs> no, no, sometimes I just like to be annoying. OK, is, is that such a problem? Well, I guess it is, but. Yeah, whatever. It is a problem because I have to deal with it. Yes, you do. Unfortunately, I can't fast forward you 15 seconds like <laughs> everyone else can. Because <laughs> trust me, I know people do it. No, you have to deal with me every second at a time. Every day, every waking moment. <laughs> oh my god. I feel the same way about you, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're we're, lucky to have me, so. We're great uh, podcast partners, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're lucky to have me. Uh, am I? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, Nick, today's Wednesday, so we usually talk about dumb laws, but uh, that's not what we're doing today. No, there's some huge information. Um, we talked about it a bit on Monday about how we were going to get into it today, and that's the stimulus and the budget that got passed. That will be the main topic for today, along with a few other topics after that as well we thought you know since i'll be i'm talk like nick today's christmas eve eve we'll do a regular news episode <laughs> and then christmas day we have a christmas special yes we do and it that brought to you special, by me <laughs> that christmas special is uh it was a lot of fun and i can't wait for you guys to you learn a lot about nick in that episode and a lot about you too Everyone we we learned some things about Chris angel, Baker. So. We learned some things about Chris Baker and that special. Nothing that you didn't already know that I'm a perfect angel. Oh, yeah. That's what I'd call you. But let's cut to the chase, Nick. We got some stimulus news. We do have some stimulus news. Um, so on Monday, we talked about how we didn't have the bill's language and how it hadn't actually come out yet. Well, it came out. <laughs> it is 5,600 pages long. And it was passed by the House and Senate. This includes, you know, the stimulus and the $1.4 trillion spending plan to get through the government spending plan through September 2021. So it's not just stimulus, it's both. But Nick, 5,600 pages. Oh, God, when you told me that, I think my heart stopped for a half second. Mine stopped for probably two minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This is going to be fun. Mini heart attack right then and there. But luckily for you guys, you don't have to read the 5,600 pages. No. We are here to read the 5,600 pages for you and give you the details on it. So let's talk about what's in the stimulus. Um, The $600 stimulus bill for qualifying taxpayers, which we'll talk about that later, who qualifies for it. Qualifying children will receive the $600. We'll talk about that later too. Mixed status households with and without children will be eligible. $300 federal unemployment benefits for 11 more weeks. This is not going to be retroactive. This is only going to go through the day that the president signs it 
through March 14th, 2021. So it's not going to be retroactive from when it originally ran out to when the president signs up. That was a big question, not going to be retroactive. It also includes the PUA and the PEUC. The eviction moratorium through January 2021, $25 billion for rental assistance, monies for SNAP programs, and targeted PPP loans. So at the end of the day, we ended up getting a lot put into this package here. Um, But with things being put in, there were also some things left out, taken out. Um, First off, the student loan payment freeze that we had discussed a little bit in a previous episode, that was not included. That got knocked out of the way as well as liability protection for businesses, schools, and hospitals. Um, There's no money for state and local governments. Now, we know that this is a lot. There's a lot of information here that just got thrown at you wild, you know, real wildly. But as Chris said before, we will be talking about a lot of the a lot of these things in detail um and we'll we'll clear things up the best that we can since this is a 5600 page bill congress just to be safe did pass a continuing resolution for another seven days and you know since i said this is such a large bill the logistics to then get it to the white house to be signed is a project in its own. So just to be safe, they passed a seven-day continuing resolution. So definitely a lot going on with the stimulus. Um, (laughs) We've been waiting on it so long, and it's crazy to think that it's actually here. Thank God. (laughs) So many people need the money and the assistance. I'm glad it's... It looks like something good is going to finally come out of this. It's definitely a start, no doubt about that. It's definitely a step in the right direction, and we'll see what happens from here on out. You may be wondering, when can I get my stimulus? Well, the Treasury Secretary did say if the president signs it by the end of this week, checks could be rolling out as soon as next week. The White House's communication department was telling us all day... Monday. So President Trump did release a video talking how, well, we'll just play it for you here now and then we'll explain. Ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package. So essentially, he's threatening to veto this. He at saying that there is not enough money. The $600 isn't enough. He wants $2,000 per individual or $4,000 um, for a married couple. Um, this is coming after he has put v- very little input into what he wants in a stimulus. It has... Congress approval to override his veto. We don't know if he's going to veto it, and we don't know what this means for the spending bill if he does veto it. A veto would definitely put a huge hampering on on the proceedings of 
the stimulus for sure. I'm curious to know if it would affect the spending bill at all. But, you know, all I can really say about the stimulus at this point is, again, thank God it's here. Thank God it's at least made it this far. This is the farthest we've made it. This is the farthest that I think this is farther than most people expected uh, Congress to make and the government to make um, before the end of the year came. You know, most people didn't think that a deal would come about before the end of 2020, but here we are. A lot of progress being made. If you are wondering if you meet the qualifications for the stimulus, some things are the same. Some things are different from the original CARES Act. This time the IRS is going off your 2019 taxes. Just like before, you will not pay this back in your taxes. The stimulus is based off of your income. So with that being said, there is some criteria to this. The $600 will be paid to people that are single, making less than $75,000 a year. If you make over $87,000 single a year, you don't get the stimulus. The CARES Act, it was $99,000 instead of the $75,000. If you're the head of the household, the only one bringing in money, it's $112,500. And if you make more than $124,500, you don't get the stimulus. In the CARES Act, it was $146,500. Now, if you're married, it's $150,000. You do not get the stimulus if you make more than $174,000 combined. The CARES Act, it was $198,000. Well, definitely from the looks of things here, from the looks of these numbers, it definitely does seem to be a much more adjusted bill uh, compared to the CARES Act, just in the sense that it's more focused on people that are economically struggling a little bit. So that's nice to see and nice to see that they're moving in that direction. So there's more to this beyond all that, beyond what Chris just read though, because qualifying dependents also receive $600 On the CARES Act, it was $900. And the qualifications to be a qualifying dependent are the same as the CARES Act. So here are the qualifications to get your $600 as a qualifying dependent. So you couldn't have been older than 16 on your 2019 taxes. Adult dependents get absolutely zero, uh, and also the adult that's claiming the adult dependent, they also get zero. Mixed families now qualify for this offer where they didn't before. Um, One spouse must have a social security number. And children who have social security numbers will also qualify for this but they have to be citizens of the United States. If they're not citizens, then they do not qualify for the 600. So if you don't mind, I know one of the biggest questions right now is college students. Well, I pay all my taxes. I pay my rent. You know, I take care of everything myself. Do I get the stimulus? 
And it's a simple answer. If your parents claimed you on your taxes in 2019, the answer is no, you do not get the $600 stimulus and they do not get the $600 for claiming you. Flat out, no. And another point is if you um, don't usually file taxes because you're in the tax bracket of where you don't need to file taxes, you will qualify for the stimulus just like the last one. So that's all the information that we have for now as to qualifications for the stimulus and the stimulus itself. Um, We'll be back with more information about all of it on Monday in greater detail, especially um, some of the main points we made earlier on as far as what's included in the stimulus. But for now, with that all out of the way, we move into a COVID update because, of course, uh, there's more to talk about relating to COVID. And we start out with the fact that Antarctica, Mm. who was the last continent without any cases, are now starting to see uh, their first cases and a bit of a rise. Last week, a research station had two cases, and then this week, they're almost at 36 The COVID outbreak in California is bad right now. They are getting 50,000 new confirmed cases a day. And to put that in perspective for you, we were getting 50,000 cases a day for the entire country back in September. This is now to a single state getting the numbers that we were getting in September. (laughs) Perspective is right on that. Also... For the first time throughout this entire pandemic, we've hit 117,000 hospitalizations due to COVID, and that just shows the continuous rise of hospitalizations uh, due to the pandemic, and we'll have to wait and see what comes of this after the holidays to see what, you know, if a surge comes and if hospitalizations surge as well. But there are a few states in particular whose numbers are just outright horrible. You know, they're just ugly, to say the least. And those states are Texas, Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. None of these are as bad as California. California is definitely... Um, on a whole other level at the moment, but these states are not in good condition either. There are only 71 ICU beds left for more than 10 million people in the state of California. 71 beds for 10 million people. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot to take in. (laughs) If you really think about that, how dangerous that really is right now. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't take much for 71 people to walk through the hospital and then your hospital is overrun. Exactly. And, you know, for the longest time throughout this entire pandemic, the talk was pretty much, when are the hospitals going to be overrun? Are they going to be overrun? And it's scary to think that we're at a point where uh, even in 
you know, a state as big as California, they are being completely overrun at this point. Um, 71 ICU beds left for 10 million people. I mean, that it's horrible. It really is. Moving away from the stimulus and COVID, Joe Biden has made another pick for his cabinet. He has picked Miguel Cardone for to be his educational director. He was born to Spanish-speaking only parents. He taught fourth grade before becoming the youngest principal in Connecticut's history at the age of 27. He used to be in charge of all the schools in Connecticut. He improved a a system to let high schoolers take courses at their local community college. To get his doctorate, he actually wrote about how to convince politicians to help the school system. While he's in this role, he will have to execute President-elect Joe Biden's plan to create a free two-year college as well as free specialized training and also to get children back to school um, after the 100-day point of Biden's time in office. Uh, Just a little fun fact, as a student, he loved art and he has a wife and two kids. So that is just another cabinet member checked off the list of many cabinet members he has to pick. But moving into Rudy Giuliani. Um, If you don't know, he is President Trump's personal lawyer. Monday night, we learned that President Donald Trump's um, own federal investigators are considering asking for his emails and text messages. If you don't know this, it is extremely unusual, and that is because The government gives a lot of lawyers freedom and leeway in this type of situation. It it definitely makes things a bit curious and makes things a bit interesting uh, because, yeah, I mean, we don't usually see a lot of lawyers get put under pressure by, uh, by the government like that. And we don't have any information beyond that we don't know what this means at this point we don't have a lot of detailed information about the whole situation uh as information does come out we'll keep you posted of course this is definitely situation we'll be keeping our eyes on for sure president donald trump has given some pardons tuesday night he gave four people who murdered Innocent people in Iraq, a pardon. Also a pardon to a Republican who stole money from his donors to give to his wife and five women he was cheating on while he was still married to his wife. That's not all, though, as he also gave a pardon to a Republican who gave secret information to his son so that they could make a lot of money. He also pardoned a Republican that stole $1.25 million from his donors to buy things such as hot air balloon rides and a dishwasher. And finally, he gave a pardon to two people who lied to the FBI during 
the investigation with Russia uh, from the 2016 election. Well, you know what time it is, Nick? It's time to get into some rapid news. Rapid news? We like rapid news. The Justice Department filed a lawsuit against Walmart, allegedly Walmart illegally distributed opioids. Public school enrollment has dropped 2% across 33 states, with many children not going to school at all. Nick, can you please tell me some good news? Just something good to make me feel happy right before Christmas Eve. So this week, I just have a, a quick little story, a nice little lighthearted story. Um, it was about this cat who had been living at this shelter for eight years. Mm-hmm. Never really got adopted, but it became like the mother cat to all the other cats staying there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reason that it wasn't adopted was because it was typically, you know, it was she was friendly. She was very friendly, um, but some people you know with a lot of people she was kind of shy and standoffish but she got entered into this contest with a giant litter company that involved 2000 other adoptable cats and she was one of the three winners so this gave you know this uh this win ended up giving $10,000 to the shelter where she was staying at um the shelter also got like a, I don't even remember the proper title for him now. It was like a animal behavioral therapist, basically someone who transitions cats into home life when they're adopted. So this cat, who was presumed to be standoffish and shy, just ended up, you know, winning an entire contest and really gave a huge boost to the shelter that she was staying at. Did it ever get adopted? Um, there was no information about it in the article about that. But one mm-hmm. can only hope that she did eventually find a family to take her home. Maybe after that, the shelter's like, nuh-uh. You're our hero now. <laughs> you like should, the, like the shelter cat. cat. <laughs> yeah, like the shelter cat that's not a, up for adoption and kind of just wanders around and does its own thing. Yeah, right. The owners take it home with them at night. Thank you. I would do that if that ever happened. Yeah, I mean, at that point, the cats cats are a hero now. Like, I don't know. You build a connection with it after eight years. Oh, absolutely. But see, the thing is, I would never be able to run a shelter because I would be like, they're all mine now. Yeah. have 30 dogs running around our house nick <laughs> exactly so if i ever think nick i have this great investment opportunity <laughs> for you to buy a dog shelter you just say no just automatically say no understood you say you can make donations <laughs> but not, not own it <laughs> we're not owning it but that is it for this wednesday episode I hope you y'all have a you y'all <laughs> i hope you y'all <laughs> i hope you have a merry christmas nick i hope everyone listening has a merry christmas don't forget to listen to the very special friday morning um christmas episode all christmas good news stories but until friday morning make sure you follow us on all social medias down in the show notes down below the links are 
give us a quick follow because you won't want to miss it. We anything. keep things exciting. And our personal accounts, it's always exciting. And you always get the latest breaking news on the podcast's um, Twitter page. So make sure you follow us. And until Friday morning, see ya. And have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye, guys.